Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 284 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a front-end developer and founder of The Taproom, a Shopify Plus agency rooted in Atlanta. She and her team have helped hundreds of Shopify merchants build successful marketing strategies, map out customer journeys that convert, and provide the insight, experience, and tools businesses need to keep growing. She's passionate about all things entrepreneurship, and since building her first website for a client project at the age of 14, has built up a strong customer base over the past 15 years, and grew her solo freelance business from a team of one to an always profitable team of 10 in just one year. And when she's not coding or co-hosting the Ladybug podcast, you can find her travelling the world with her husband and sampling all the wine and whiskey she can get her hands on. So it's my absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Kelly Vaughan. Thanks so much for having me. So Kelly, that was very much a summary of, of who you are and what you do, but maybe you could give us a bit of background to yourself and, and you know why you focus on the particular area that you do with, with Shopify. Yeah, for sure. So I got my start as a developer when I was 11 years old. I wanted to learn how to code so I can customize a community on the website called Neopets. And I started with a book called HTML Goodies and it kind of grew from there. So I have been coding for over two thirds of my life at this point. And <laughs> I actually went to undergrad and grad school for something entirely different. I got my bachelor's in psychology and I have two master's degrees in public health and clinical social work. So I'm actually a trained therapist on top of being a developer as well. So that's a whole a whole thing. I, I didn't want to go into a career in development because I thought that it was if I was forced to do it, I would grow to hate it. And so that's why I ended up in school in something entirely different. But I was freelancing all through undergrad and grad school. That's what helped me pay for school and life in general. And it turns out I never actually hated it. So <laughs> I, I didn't actually last too long um, doing anything in public health or social work. I, I love them. Social work is actually extremely useful in the everyday. But I worked for the CDC as a fellow uh, for about nine months. They needed somebody who had their master's in public health who also knew how to code. And this will not come as any surprise, but I was the only applicant. So I was a shoo-in for the fellowship, which was great. But I quickly realized that I hated working for somebody else and I wanted to go out on my own. So as soon as my uh, my husband and I got married and I could get on his health insurance, I jumped ship and I went all in on my own. And it was right around that time, it was uh, 2015, that I actually discovered Shopify and e-commerce and I just dove right into it. Yes. So starting off on your own, you've now built it into more of a team. So how many are you up to now? I think you, you stated 10 in your bio. Yeah, I need to update that apparently. So I am now <laughs> up to... 15 with one more starting in two weeks. Wow. And, and how many clients do you support? At any given time, we have between 15 and 20 active clients. Great. Well, that, that sounds like it's a business that's continuing to grow. 
Yeah, actually, uh, we are officially a $1 million business. So that took three years to go from free, let's just starting the company to being a million dollar company. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Okay, Kelly, we're going to go into the, the, the sort of the central theme of the podcast now. So can you perhaps share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? Ooh, uh, something you might not be aware of. Actually, you probably are going to be aware of it because at some point I feel like these tips probably get recycled. Um, but the one tip that I always, always recommend is do not be afraid to ask for help. Do not afraid to look stupid. You will. The thing is, you're not going to look stupid. Nobody knows what you don't know. And if you need to ask for help, you should absolutely do that. We uh, we as developers tend to get really into a problem that we're working on and we will beat it and beat it and beat it and beat it until we finally get a solution. And sometimes that solution does not come until you ask, ask somebody else for that help. So I really, really, really strongly recommend to you know feel comfortable not knowing something and feel comfortable asking asking somebody else for advice or for help to solve a problem. Yes, there's there's no point, is there, sitting on something and, and not understanding and then just waiting for a, more things to go wrong around you as a result of you not knowing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like, even if you do solve a problem, so, you know, I am getting a little bit more into building uh, Node apps or Express apps. And I built in a queue system for something that I was building with webhooks and it worked on the first try. And whenever that happens, I am entirely suspicious of my own code. <laughs> so I immediately reached out to somebody else who already had done this before and be like, hey, can you look at this? Tell me if it's actually working or if there's a way that I can improve it. And he actually helped me improve that code to to be, you know, more, more secure, more stable. Yes. I mean, is that a culture you sort of have within your own organization as well? Yeah, yeah, it is. Good. Okay. Right. Maybe a little bit more um, difficult to answer, but can you perhaps tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? I think the answer would be biting off more than I can chew. And it's funny that it's like the worst IT career moment because this has happened so many times. Um, I am getting better at learning to say no to opportunities. Um, But sometimes things just sound really great and you want to take it on and you ignore those red flags and then you end up paying for it in the end. And I think one of the worst ones uh, in, you know, recent history is now that I have a team, when I say yes, it impacts everybody on the team, not just me. And I said yes to a project that I should have said no to. It was entirely within our realm of capability, but we weren't given the amount of time we needed to properly build and test it. So as a result, we're uh, still working on launching it and we're well past the deadline now. Right. Yes, not ideal. Um, Obviously, from from your own perspective and um, building your company and so forth, I suppose there's always a temptation, isn't there, to say yes to the next project that comes along. Absolutely. And, you know, everything is always so new and shiny. It's a new client, a new problem to solve, a new opportunity. So it's very enticing to say yes. But uh, we're working on 
I, in particular, am working on building out some kind of, I like spreadsheets. So I have a spreadsheet that helps me actually take a look at the project, the client, the potential work that we need to do from a, a higher level and score based on certain attributes of the project and then determine whether or not we should actually move forward with it. Yeah, no, that does sound like a sensible approach, definitely. <laughs> Good. Okay, we'll move on to something maybe a little bit brighter. So can you tell us about your career highlight to date? So I think this is actually also recent. I've been running the tap room myself uh, since day one. And I think there was a point in my own personal growth where I was finally ready to let go of the reins a little bit and bring in some more people at the leadership level to basically take over operations, for example, or take over all the developers, for example, to own that entire side, like part of the company. And I feel like this... This in particular is a highlight for me because it's it's a sign of growth, you know, not only growth in the company that the company is getting big enough where I need additional people in leadership, but also growth that I am ready to focus on one particular part of the company that's going to continue to let it grow and let go of everything else. Yeah, and that makes sense. Absolutely. So um, I presume from what you're saying as well, you very much like to keep your hand in and do the development yourself. <laughs> yes, so that has been one of the toughest things that I'm I'm unfortunately the more the company grows the less I can spend time in the code. Yes. And exactly. so I, I are well we're a development agency so most of our full-time employees are developers and I've been letting them actually take on a vast majority of the work but sometimes again kind of going back to the biting off more you can more than you can chew scenario I have to jump back into to basically build a website and right. it's really not where I should be spending my time. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um Kelly, can you tell us the one thing that excites you about the future of the uh, IT industry and careers in IT? I love that it's ever-changing. And this is one of the things that keeps me most optimistic about it, just because if you find something new that excites you, like a new technology, a new library, you can learn that and then you can pivot your entire career around it. Like I had never imagined getting into e-commerce. Like that was never my goal, but I discovered it and I made an entire business out of it. So this is the beauty of it is it, IT is ever changing. You could do exactly what interests you most and your interests are going to change over time as well. Yeah. I mean, you, you obviously mentioned the word pivot there. So um, obviously, a lot of people are thinking about their career direction and what they might focus on and obviously looking for new things. So I'm just sort of flipping it to what you're doing yourself. Do you have the same sort of outlook from a business perspective as well? I do. In a sense, um, we are very, we're hyper focused on Shopify. And so we've built our entire, I built the entire company around another platform. And there's definitely some risks to that. But the way that we're able to pivot or way we're able to grow and be stable is that we can introduce additional tech partners into our, our just like the, the work that we do. Um, so we could focus on subscriptions or we could focus on custom apps for Shopify merchants at a higher level. So, I mean, we could still use this kind of ever-changing environment to, oh, and headless builds. That's another really great example. We can continue to grow as developers and change what we're doing and keep, stay interested in our work, even while still focusing on Shopify. Yep. And that makes sense. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Let's do it. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I, when I built my first website when I was 11 years old, it did not take me long to 
to immediately get drawn to it. And my my dad is uh, my dad was a COBOL programmer a long, long time uh-huh. ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and my mom was always building and fixing computers. So I've been around computers all of my life. And so it's 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 innate in me. <laughs> what is the best career advice you've ever received? Uh I would say trust your own instincts. Um, really listening to yourself and listening to how you react to certain scenarios. If something feels wrong, it's probably wrong, and you should you should trust yourself and, and adjust accordingly. What is the worst career advice you've ever received? Um, oh, this is a good one. Well, you're young, so you should probably be charging less. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> pretty yes. bad That's advice. That's not really how value works, is it? Exactly. <laughs> If you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do? I would immediately immerse myself in the community. Um, back when I started, there was no such thing as Twitter to be able to connect with other developers or any of these other great resources out there. So really immerse yourself, op- learn in public, like learn, you know, ask questions in public, let people help you. And you'll, you, I feel like you have such an opportunity to grow much faster. Yep. just based on the, the resources and the community around you. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? So right now I am focusing on rounding out my education on the business side of things that don't actually pertain to my everyday work necessarily. So I built this agency purely based on experience and I feel like I've done a really great job getting to it or you know getting to where we are today. But there's a lot that I don't know. And so I am looking to actually go back and get my MBA to fill in the gaps. Right. Okay. When do you expect to do that? This year. End of this year. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So you're going to cram a lot into 2021 by the sound of it. I sure am. It's, this is how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? This is definitely this. It's a skill. It's also an entire degree in social work. Um, being able to talk to people, to establish rapport, to deal with conflict in a healthy way, to deal with negative feedback that you receive is one of the most important things that you can learn. I know I just named like four or five skills, but <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's the interpersonal side of things that's really important. Yes. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? I am constantly looking for new opportunities to to challenge my own knowledge and learn something new uh, without totally pivoting the business. So again, looking for opportunities to take on headless commerce projects. So it's a it's a new skill set for me to expand on, like view or react, and it's also a good opportunity for my my team to to learn as well. So it keeps me energized personally and it also keeps me energized because I'm able to continue to grow the business that way too. Yeah, do you, do you set aside a sort of a specific amount of time or you know, period within the week to do that? Not really. Um where I'm much more of a, a learn as, <laughs> as I go. So just before this call I was building another a new express app to literally use today for an uh, a import for a <laughs> a migration we're doing right now. Okay, so you found a need Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? So when there's not a pandemic, I am traveling a lot, um, as much as we possibly can. Uh, my husband has a very traditional eight to five office job, so we're limited to what he can do. But uh, we love traveling. We love spending time in Europe. We've been um, to New Zealand and uh, there are a lot more places that we still really want to go. So that's what we're, what we're spending most of my time doing. I'm also 
taking the levels one and two sommelier uh, courses so I can learn a little bit more about wine as well. Aha, uh-huh, right. Okay. And Kelly, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? Yes. Always keep a record of all of everything that you've accomplished, even if it's just like a good job note from your boss or whatever it might be. Keep a record of all of these things. Not only does it help you move up in your career when you're wanting to uh, put yourself in for a promotion or a raise, but it's also just a good uh, a good check to see where you've been and how far you've got, like grown from that point. It is indeed. I think there's one one useful point from my perspective that it's so easy to forget what you've actually achieved. Exactly, especially when things aren't going so great. It's it's good to have that reminder. Yeah. Exactly. And Kelly, how can we find out more about you and connect with you? So you can find me on Twitter at KVLLY. You can find me on LinkedIn at uh, linkedin.com slash in slash Kelly Vaughn. Um, I have a little beer icon in front of my name, so it's pretty easy to find. Uh, or at my website at KVLLY.com. I also have two podcasts, uh, Ladybug Podcast, which is ladybug.dev and Commerce Tea, which is commercetea.com. Kelly, Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you so much. This is great. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.